Hey, 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 Thursday night. What time is it, bud? 8.37 p.m. And it's 97. It's actually cooling off. And um, 97. I mean, it's been like 105 the last couple weeks at this time. It's tough to walk the bud. And I'm donning, or I don't know, donning's not the, maybe not the best word. I'm, uh, I got a one of these lights you can put on your head, like like a, a stretch band over your forehead so I can shine the light on Bud, and it's much safer. I think I talked about that the other night, how I could, I could see snakes if they were out, but I don't expect snakes. We don't see them that often. And so here we are. We're outside, and I can see the red planet out to the east, Mars. And I was just thinking, this is, the, this is what's uh, missing in talk radio, is the, the walking radio program, right? I mean, uh, there's some lightning out in the distance, too, so we got a little storm action. But it's dry. I don't know. I didn't check the weather. I didn't check and see where the radar or the thunderstorms are coming from. But we got something happening. But, um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I don't know why. I think... I mean, I've been working out, and I worked out yesterday, and, and I actually woke up this morning, and my knees were kind of sore, and really especially my one knee. But during the day, I just kind of got better. I feel good again. And uh, so I, did, I didn't work out at all today, but, um, and it probably only got to about 102, so it's 97 now. So, uh, yeah, April 9th, or no, it's not April, it's August 9th, heading down. This, this uh, make it, made it through another summer. <laughs> we love it. Because then, like, September 15th gets here, October 1st, and then it's just wonderful. So we got, let's just call it October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Eight, eight and a half months. Just awesome, awesome weather. So what else? What else? I uh, woke up this morning and found a bunch of tweets from uh, this uh, Asian guy in Chicago. And he's all about social justice. And I don't know, For he was kind of commenting on this uh, Bill Hybels at Willow Creek. And it, uh, I, I've enjoyed Bill. And, and apparently he had some women problems. And uh, that's, I mean, that's not, it's not ideal. <laughs> I don't mean to make light of it, but it's just, this is, people elevate these guys to perfection status and they have expectations. Hey, I think he was just screwed up a little bit like we all are, you know? So he's not, he's not the minister anymore there. He's not, he resigned in April, but I guess, the, the people that took over for him, um, Heather Larson and Steve Carter, who I've, I've enjoyed their speaking quite a bit. And they both resigned this weekend. And uh, mostly, I guess, they, they, that's kind of like the leadership of the elders and how they handled these uh, 20-year-old and 10-year-old and just whatever was going on with Bill. And he had a weakness. I call it the uh, 
black slice that we all have of some kind. We don't all have the same black slice, but Bill had some issues. <laughs> so, I mean, they're not pleasant, but um, I, to me, it doesn't discount his insights and his, his uh, good teaching. I, I mean, obviously, they're going to, people can point out, so like, well, look, he was teaching this, and he's such a hypocrite, and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I don't know. It's all kind of, it's, well, it's very sad, of course, but, uh, so I just, this, this guy, Changer, and ironically, my, my, um, I, 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 I kind of enjoy Twitter a bit, but I have my alias, see, so I have my alias character, and, uh, he happens to be Asian, too, just coincidentally, and I, I created him like two years ago, and I just I googled. It's pretty fun how how easy this stuff is. It's just I just googled a picture for um, Asian hipster, and I got this really cool looking guy, probably about thirty years old, and he's got sunglasses on, and he's just kind of like looking off to the side, and he's like really hip, you know. So Asian hipster, that's who I am. And I, I can just tweet away and say what I want. And uh, I don't know, I don't really care. I mean, this, this is the whole thing about like Roseanne Barr and other people that get in trouble for tweeting. It's like, dude, I, it's just, a, it's just so stupid, you know? But I, again, it's like the bathroom reader. You guys have heard me talk about it. and. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, how do I use my time? I mean, people would, people that don't into it or they don't think about it much, they're just like, well, it's a waste of time. So, so, anyway, here's another dog. And, hey, bud. Bud. Hi. It's all right. Come on, buddy. No worries. Yeah, I guess there's dog etiquette. I don't know. I mean, Bud's, he's a barker a bit, but he, dogs are going to bark, right? So they said, sorry. <laughs> there's somebody looking out the window and I just, I just tilt my head out, but I can shine the, shine the light on him. <laughs> so I think it's a little dude. Yeah, that little guy. So, yeah, so this is talk radio. You're walking down the street at night, lightning going on. It's the neighborhood, right? This is uh, the traditional, original talk radio is all in the studio with serious microphones because they got to get the acoustics and the high fidelity microphones just right. And then they got to cut in commercials and then they got to mix in some music and then they got to have bumper music and then they got to edit it this way. And then they got to bring in this commercial. And then they got to have some guy selling cars. And then they got to have somebody doing this, you know? But it's a whole new world, folks. You get this quality talk radio for free. And it and you get notified when there's a new episode, right? I mean, bing! Buddy's owner, the Schnoodlewalks, Arizona Schnoodlewalks, new episode. <laughs> 
And there you go. And then you get the quality podcast that you've come to appreciate. So, Bud, which way are we going today, huh? Sniffing around, little cactus over there. And, uh, Bud, let's let's try the other street. You can don't get, don't step on that. Don't step on the pork or the uh, porcupine type cactus. I'm otherwise, out the pull pull stuff out of your paws. And uh, now that I'm shining the light on Bud, I can see his haircut. He's he got trimmed on July 2nd, so here we are, August 9th, and. Uh, Usually he lasts about eight weeks and then he gets hair real long, but for some reason I think his hair's staying kind of short. I don't know what it is. We'll see what happens. But uh, we'll see if he can make it to September, September 2nd or so before he gets another haircut. But his hair's, hair's not super long yet. He's about five weeks into the eight week, eight week cycle. So maybe in the next three weeks, he really puts on the hair, huh, bud? And uh, so, yeah, Twitter, uh, Willow Creek. So Steve Carter resigned, and I, I really like him, and I think it'll probably work out fine. I mean, you know, he's a California kid, spent some time in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then Chicago at the, the big, awesome Willow Creek. The big massive organization and uh say and his wife i think is from arizona so far as i know he'll maybe he'll get maybe he'll come to phoenix steve carter good teacher i don't you know and i thought about it. i went to visit willow creek coincidentally in uh, um i guess it was june july yeah mid-july about three weeks ago and uh saw steve but he left the building early <laughs> i never got a chance to talk to him but it's a massive complex, impressive. And overall, it's, it's great. It's just Bill screwed up on some stuff, right? One guy screwed up. It doesn't change. To me, it doesn't change the, the good things that have come out of that place over 40 years. So, but if you live there and it's your home church, I could see the pain is bigger, right? Because you're so just disappointed. And... Uh, yeah, it's pro- it's very serious stuff, but you know, like if we for all those of us that don't live in the Chicago area, I mean, it's it's like it's a whole nother culture. It's like having distance from stuff, getting just totally getting away. There's a whole nother world out there. You don't have to get stuck in the quagmire of your local crappiness, right? So it's good to get out. I mean, I'm learning that even from my wife after all these years I'm actually listening to my wife <laughs> so we went to Tucson on Sunday I had to go because I had to take care of some paperwork for getting my TSA pre-check and global entry thing and uh, so I was going to drive an hour and a half down to Tucson and and I asked my wife I said, well do you want to go with and we'll just go down and have some food and we went to El Charo's a really nice Mexican restaurant down in Tucson in a um, old home from 1922. They've been a restaurant since 1922, so that's coming up on 100 years. And uh, really nice food. I had a nice chili Riano. 
and my wife had a uh, um, what she had a, a salad and bud I think you're uh, we're out of luck on these somebody didn't refill my uh, poop bags that might have been my problem so no poopy bags tonight I'll have to go reload but yeah we were down to Tucson so yeah I got a little excursion drove through the desert 100 miles of just pure pure Arizona desert man nothing around I mean there are a few things around but it is the desert there's lots of land it's a crazy place out here and uh, it's I, I guess it's an acquired taste and uh, you know if you got jobs if you're working and you like it there's a lot of good things about it where am I going with that oh yeah I'm on the willow willow creek so that's we'll see I mean they're gonna have some challenges ahead and uh, we'll see what happens they're having this global leadership summit they do that that was Bill's thing too he likes the leadership thing so he likes leadership I, leadership I I mean I listen to the speakers and they talk about leaders and um, and I think society has made leadership and leaders like a special group and my philosophy is no we're all we're all leaders we need to lead ourselves start with yourself figure out how, and I, I mean, I'm still learning I mean, how do I lead myself you know so um, I think the people and you're younger you, you want to think you figured it out and then a lot of people like to tell other people like this is all oh, this is the greatest I figured it out it works for them you know but what they don't realize is what works for them may not work for somebody else so uh, that's where I'm big on hey everybody's a leader so the leadership principles that are taught at these like leadership summits and it looks all wonderful if you watch it on TV and it probably costs big bucks to go listen to them and you get these leaders from Apple computer and all these other places and they do like a TED talk almost and it's like awesome and people like come away with it but you know it's it's their principles that they've learned and they've used and they've worked for them right so uh, we're all leaders some of us suck at it and I've sucked at it probably I don't know if it's probably I probably have sucked at it <laughs> for a long time. so but that's okay because you can we can all become better leaders you know we're all leaders some sweet like I said some of us suck at it and we lead nowhere we lead ourselves nowhere and we're singing talking head song all the time so at the early stages we're on the road to nowhere I'm on we're on the road to nowhere right talking heads so and then we start getting on the road to somewhere and that's a, a much better thing and good thing the road to nowhere is only a three or four minute song right so you only you only have to do the the road to nowhere for a few minutes and then find that road to somewhere so yeah global leadership summit that's usually Bill Hybels thing I guess last summer was his his thing 
Oh, this this coming Sunday at Willow should be interesting because Henry Cloud, Henry Cloud, the Texan golfer who became a psychiatrist, psychologist, and he's a leadership coach, and he's a business coach, and he's a pretty good dude. He's a real good dude. He wrote his most famous for his book, Boundaries, Setting Boundaries. And, uh, yeah. So I like Henry. Henry's got some good books. I think I've talked about Henry before. And I first saw him at uh, Willow Creek, and he used to, he used to come in like the week of the summit so that Bill could focus on getting the uh, summit organized and doing the last minute stuff and that. So Henry would preach two Sundays and uh, he'd do one weekend and then the next weekend. So he's coming in and he, and uh, he's gonna, he'll have a challenge. I'll see what his, it'll be interesting to see what he has to say. He's, he's a good guy to come in. That's good. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, so this this is all started from this early morning smell of smacking this guy around because he uh, he actually he did something kind of weird. There's uh, so there's John Orberg who I really like, and he worked with Bill in Chicago for a long time. So I really like John too, and his wife's Nancy. So apparently, like back in April or whatever, when Bill resigned and this stuff happened, John and Nancy were, you know, like, hey, we, you know, you should do, you, you need to do something more than just resign or do something, I don't know. But they kind of, they kind of spoke up a little bit more than just like letting it go or whatever. So the guy this morning, he tweets, he tweets, well, I bet John and Nancy Ortberg are really proud that they stood up early on and they were right. <laughs> so, so first of all, this guy, he's tweeting an a, opinion, he, or he's reading the minds of John and Nancy Orper, and he, his mind reading of them um, says that they believe that they're proud of that they were right and that, you know, this was much more serious than what we thought back in April. So I had to tweet the guy back and say, look, dude, I mean, you're pretty immature about this thing. You know, I don't, I don't really think John and Nancy Ortberg are proud of it. I bet you they're broken up. It's a very sad thing. You know, this is not a time to be gloating over stuff. And, and yet that's what is weird. It's like, it's like he's projecting his gloating onto, onto John and Nancy, like, well, I bet you John and Nancy are really proud about themselves, you know, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe I'm misreading my cousin. I call him my cousin because we're both tweeter named Chang. And so, you know, us Chang's got to stick together and I'm trying to give him some uh, guidance. Like, he needs to mature a bit, dude, and remember that Everybody involved in everything, this thing is broken, like we all are. So we shouldn't be casting stones or pounding our chest or being proud or think that we were right about anything. This is the, this is the condition of all humanity, brokenness, brokenness. And I'll, I'll give out a shout out because I think, I think I have a listener in Chicago, maybe two. 
but one of my listeners in Chicago gave me this phrase one time. It's called the sacred wound. So he, he came across this in his life and he calls it the sacred wound. And it's probably one of these Richard Rohr things or something, spiritual guide, guidance things. And I think there's a lot of truth to it. There's a sacred wound. I mean, you, you get hurt in life. Life is painful. Life has pain and brokenness in it. And it comes in many, many forms. And, uh, you know, so it could be cancer. It could be loss of a child. It could be cancer with a child. It could be a loss of a spouse. It could be uh, estranged spouses. It could be estranged children or rebellious children or, or grandparents doing this or, you know, uh, inheritance jobs that get people get screwed on, you know. Uh, someone goes to jail, someone does this, someone does that. So these are all, these all are potential sacred wounds and we try to avoid them, right? Nobody wants to have one of these things. They suck, right? <laughs> nobody, nobody wants these things. So, um, the sacred wound, it's sad. It's a broken time, we're, but we're all broken. It's been that way since the time began. Who, who sang the song? The who We Didn't Start the Fire? Was that uh, Billy Joel, I think. Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire, man. It's always been burning. So um, that's that. My sister had to quote like 2 Timothy uh, 3 something. I don't know what it was, but it was some... <laughs> some passage that Paul wrote that said something like, well, these deceivers, they come in and they take advantage of widows and such and such. And she's like implying like, see, that's exactly what Bill Hybels did. He's a deceiver. <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, this is, this is the problem with the way I'm going to go out on a limb, the majority of Christians treat the Bible. That's 50.5%. It's probably more like 99, but I'll just go with 50.5. And uh, so the majority of Christians read the Bible like it's a, a prescription medicine or a magic potion or a Ouija board that you can read into. And, uh, hey bud, come on. That's the, that dog has a lion's voice. It's so cool. Like that, it's a lion. <laughs> Love that dog, he's behind the fence, so that's a good thing. And uh, he's breathing heavy. So, yeah, this is the dog part of the walk where there's a lot of dogs, dogs behind the fences. So reading the Bible as if it's got this magic, you know, message for us in 2018. So, of course, I pointed that out to my sister and she's, she's so right about everything. She can't agree with me, right? <laughs> I said, you're, you're looking in the Bible for legalistic stories to like pin them on Bill Hybels. It's like, oh, see, 2 Timothy 
says that there's going to be deceivers going after widows and taking their money or whatever and blah, 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 and taking advantage of them. See, it's right there in Second Timothy. Paul wrote about it. So my opinion is that Paul did see some things like that. But he wasn't writing that. That wasn't inspired to like, so that 2,000 years later it could be whipped out and say, oh, look, see, there's Paul's writing about Bill Harbles. <laughs> I mean, I hope the listeners think, seeing that that is ludicrous. And, and everybody has an opinion probably about Bill Harbles. Some probably think, yeah, I always thought he was a joker or something wrong with him or something. But I, I don't know. I think he's all right in general. And I'm, I'm not like super defensive. I'm thinking, well, he probably did some bad stuff or wrong stuff, you know. But even that the, the second Timothy thing that my sister's trying to pull off breaks down because she wasn't really a widow. And a widow would have been like 60 years old, right? So this is when Bill was like 33 and this lady was probably like 32. And the stupidest thing they did is they had the woman move into their house with him, which was dumb, right? She was divorced or something. Bill hired her. She worked for him. So the whole thing was just like bad decisions from the get-go, you know? And then this Billy Graham's grandson, there's an article in the New York Times, and Billy Graham, like, again, reads the mind of Bill Hybels. You know, everybody's reading everybody's mind. It's, they don't even realize what they're doing, but they project their thoughts on it. And they're just convinced that they're right. So, so this guy, Billy Graham's grandson, says that, well, you know, people like Bill Hybels, they get in positions of power and they feel invincible. He was just invincible and that the rules don't apply to him. Well, my hypothesis, well, first, oh, the other dog. This is a pretty loud dog too, but his his voice his voice isn't as interesting. He doesn't have the lion voice. It's loud. It's kind of like talk radio. The other the other dog had more dulcet tones. <laughs> so so I could listen to the other dog for hours, kind of like you're listening to me for hours. So the other dog's got better voice. You guys pretty didn't know that, right? That dogs have their own voices and some are like more interesting and, than others. Yeah. I'm a dog voice expert. Went to college for it. Got a PhD in dog voice, you know. But that's all bullshit, as you know, because I'm just making shit up. MSU, MSU, Michigan State University. That's where I got my PhD. Making shit up. Um... But no, I, I, I mix it up. I'm mixing it up. So little little 30-second diversion of total, total 100% bullshit. And now I'm back to the serious stuff. So the guy's reading Hybel's mind because I don't think Bill started whatever he was doing because he thought he was in a position of power and was invincible. I just think he screwed up. And is he going to at 33, 35, 36 years old, trying to build a new church and get it going? Is he gonna 
confess to other people what he did and what he's doing or what he's done or what he thoughts are like. I don't know. It's not because he's invincible. It's just that he doesn't... This stuff happens over years. This wasn't just... This wasn't just Bill at 33, 34 going, I'm invincible. I can do what I want. You know. Now, maybe that was King David because he was like king of the whole kingdom. But Bill Hybels was sort of like, I guess he was the king of his little kingdom. But I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't read into his mind like that. I just think he was what Paul calls he... He succumbed to the fleshly desires and the lust of his flesh, and he was tempted, and he gave into it. You know, that's that's, that's pretty much about it. And uh, it's unfortunate that it happened, and it was just a bad mix of things because, you know, we're all weak. We all have our weaknesses, and Bill has them, and we all do. It's just like this just happened. I mean, it's sad it happened. And there's no going back. It's like we, we live Soren Kierkegaard. Um, life is only understood backwards, but must be lived forward, right? So Soren Kierkegaard, good, good little message from Soren from way back when. Netherlands, Dutch. Yeah, I don't know what he was, 1800s. Google it. Google it. He has a lot of good sayings. I wish I had, I'm trying to think there was another one that I really liked recently in the last year, but that one's, this one stuck to me. Life is best understood backwards, but must be lived forward. So is that not true? Is that not wisdom, you know? And it's probably not Proverbs 35, 10, because, well, first of all, Proverbs ends at chapter 31, but I'm not, I'm just saying, Soren, I'm not giving him a proverbial credit for his, uh, his thoughts, but they are wise. They're pretty good, pretty good thought. And, uh, so that's the Hypels thing. And there's, it's not over, you know, it's, there's more pain to go through, more change, more processing, and uh, come on, bud. Um, and people are gonna process it. And, and one thing, uh, my, my message would be, it's not your fault. Some people may feel responsible, like, oh, well, I was going to this church and I thought so much of Bill. I contributed to the sin because I went to church there and I thought Bill taught really good stuff. Oh, I contributed to this this bad stuff going on. And I would say, no, this is going to be a process for people. They might feel like that. But we're all, we all own our stuff. It's our own stuff that we own. And I still think there's a lot of good that the guy taught. You know? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say this if I was talking about one of these, you know, to me, it, maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe I just have sympathized because I feel like I'm a Midwesterner and I sympathize with the dude. And I've seen guys on TV that I don't um, relate to culturally, like Pat Robertson, for example, right? So Pat Robertson, 
Jim Baker, some of these old time televangelists that got into trouble and did stuff. And I, I think they're a bunch of jokers because the way they talk, the way they come across on TV, their style. And so I don't really cut them a lot of slack because I have a, you know, maybe an arrogant view of, of their backgrounds or something, or I think I'm, I'm a snobby person towards those guys, like Pat Robinson, the way he talks and the ideas he espouses or talks about, I don't think are very intelligent or very deep. So I don't cut him a lot of slack then if he's caught in some controversial thing. So unfortunately, folks, some of this stuff might be cultural. That Midwesterner, good speaker, I thought he did a lot of good stuff. And it's not that I'm cutting him slack and, and think that it's okay. It's just the guy screwed up. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking myself through this as I go, but I want to elevate the good things that the guy done. That I, I don't see Jim Baker having a lot of awesomeness in him. I don't see Jim Baker with a lot of awesome teaching, awesome impact, impact on people. He certainly had an impact on people, um, but I don't know if it was deep, deeply spiritual, deeply impactful to them in their daily life. So that's my views on that. So I'm not ranting, right? I'm not out here. Um, ranting, so I'm not arguing with anybody because I'm doing a monologue. So, and uh, it's probably good for me because I don't. I will listen to something and decide what's wrong with that. <laughs> it's my family. It's my DNA. Everything. We're just like my sister this morning. Oh yeah, Second Timothy three. That's Bill Heibel. And then I say, no, that's not it. Oh, yes, I'm right. I'm not arguing with you. You're just so defensive. Like, she's, we're tweeting, or not tweeting, but we're texting back and forth. And I'm drinking coffee on the couch with my uh, MacBook Pro. And I'm just, I just got done going through James chapter 4. And it's talking about not judging your brother, you know, and... I could, I could have laid that out there for people and I was tempted to because it's really a good passage in James about judging your brother and so forth and it says not to do it. So, and I think that what James would, he would probably agree with is like, yeah, let's love everybody always, love everyone always. So I'll say I love Jim Baker and I love Pat Robertson, even though I don't think they're helpful to me. I don't think they have a lot of things to say that I would find beneficial to equipping me or encouraging me in my faith, just because I don't think they're saying things or communicating and articulating in a way that I relate to. But that doesn't mean they're bad, and and I, I and I'm not gonna like them or love them or whatever. I'm sure. 
we're all flawed people. We're all, we have that noetic effect of sin and we miss stuff and we're off base. So there you go. So we got about three to four minutes left in the walk. I'm going uphill and I haven't asked. I'm right in front of the house of uh, my favorite HR lady. She's, uh, she's hopefully gonna get this job. Uh, tomorrow's Friday, so I think I'll stop by and ask her. But again, it's so dang hot out during the day. Walking around outside is, is not, it's not what we do here. This is our culture, man. We're, a, we're an outdoor culture, but then in the summer, we're kind of inside our air conditioning. So it's a bit weird to be, you know, if someone walks down the street and 110 degrees outside to say hello is just not the norm. So uh, what else? Wow, school's back in session. So the kids are back in school and uh, traffic, that means traffic on the freeways is up, but I'm fortunate to um, work at home and be able to schedule my stuff. And, uh, you know, so be it. So I had a talk. Oh, my uh, wife's sister came over today with her oldest son, and we had lunch together, and that was nice. Oma made a nice potato salad, and yeah, I was talking. It's like I got this new job. It's really good, and it's all to me. It's all grace and God's sovereignty behind it, and I want to perform well and do well in it. And uh, it's kind of cool because I mean I have the. It's one of these things where I like, I know enough to do this. I'm, I'm really, I can do this job. And it's like, yeah, it's like my last job. I'm like, the guy asked me, how you doing in the job, one to 10. I'm like, I did great on that other job. I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't think anybody on the planet could do that other job any better. So there you go. Because I mean, they, they, you know, I was following the direction I was given and doing, pushing it. So, and now I just feel like, well, I'm good enough for this one. I mean, I've, I'm gonna keep working at it and trying hard and trying to do the right thing. And, you know, I just think, well, I think I'm good enough for this. So I'm gonna keep working it. And, uh, and there's always something to learn. All right, so y'all have a good night. It's been a, a warm walk and I need to get Bud's uh, paws washed. And uh, he doesn't always like that, so. Less than 40 minutes, there you go, folks. Have a good night, bye-bye.